0: Hey, if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world World of of food, Fun Food Facts Edition. (laughs) First, Kev, you want to take a guess at what is one of the most valuable crops in the world? Valuable
1: crops in the world? That would be corn.
0: Good guess. It is The sweet potato, Mm. it provides more nutrients per farmed acre than any other staple. Second, if you pinch your nose and eat a jelly bean, you're not going to be able to identify the flavor. Why? Your smell is that important to taste. And finally, in the world of food, fun food facts edition. Ever wonder what makes nacho cheese so smooth? It's a chemical called sodium citrate, (laughs) and it's made out of four elements. Sodium, carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen, whose chemical symbols spell out nacho. No. The more you know. No kidding. That's, that's, that's a, that is cool. That's Be- not.
1: Go ahead. That's, to,
0: that's not nacho. typical world of food.
1: <laughs> that's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Better living through chemistry. By the way, when you said the most valuable crop, I thought you meant which one makes the most money. That was a trick question.
0: Well, yeah, I don't. I, I, maybe it's both. Maybe it's how much money they make off of it and how much nutrients are so in I it. said corn. I would have guessed soy or rice.
1: I said corn because a lot of them grow up with no intention of, of it being used for food, but they use it to mix in with gasoline,
0: mm, ethanol. Yeah, ethanol. And I thought,
1: oh, if it's attached to the energy there industry, that is a cash crop if that ever was there really, was one. Really calculated yeah. guess. That's why I, I said like that. It. Yeah.
0: Hey, do you like a good life hack coming up? These are the three things that will improve your marriage the most. Okay, so do you enjoy a good life hack? These are the things that will improve your marriage the most, according to brand new research. Number one, try to understand your other half's needs. Be curious about their feelings, thoughts, and desires. Number two, show affection and love. That can come in the form of no-strings-attached physical contact, Great listening and overlooking each other's shortcomings. And the third and final thing that will improve your marriage, discuss problems with your other half. Stuffing frustrations or being quiet about a struggle you're having at work does not improve intimacy. Hmm. We look at all of you to lift your teacup, hold up your pinky, and get ready for the onslaught. The coronation is coming up this weekend <laughs> and the onslaught has begins starting with something I'm going to tell you about to watch for in this, uh, the coronation, this coming weekend. Did you say begins? Begins.
1: <laughs> it's begins. We're now making up words. Get ready. <laughs> it's begins. Be ready for the coronation. <laughs> Commenced. <laughs> <laughs> <It> begins. <laughs>
0: Are you ready? Are you prepared emotionally, physically for the onslaught?
1: King Chuck. The coronation
0: is this weekend. And uh, I'm going to start the onslaught for you. Um, This is the fun fact that I heard that I thought was fascinating. I guess... Um, King George, uh, King Charles was like, whoa, I went way too far back. (laughs) King Charles. I remember
1: King George's coronation (laughs) like it was yesterday. We had a giant tea party to celebrate it.
0: (laughs) He asked his staff to like shake it up. And so there's like, I don't know, hundreds of changes compared to when his mom was crowned queen. He wanted to shake it up, including for the first time ever. Camilla is getting crowned Queen Camilla, hmm. and they did a poll among Brits. Out of one hundred percent, two percent wanted her crowned hmm. Queen Camilla. Hmm. So uh, anyway, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see because I know your wife. You say she loves everything British and British royalty yeah, I, for whatever she reason. She this? loves following
1: them. Yeah, would she I be into this? No, I, I have a feeling it'll be uh, you know of high interest. But I mm-hmm. think she'll probably watch like. The highlights. It's definitely like a slice thing. of
0: history for mm-hmm. that. I, but I, I think personally, I, I find way more interest in the weddings.
1: I have a lot of, uh, a lot of friends on social media in the UK, mm-hmm. and it's a very mixed bag of people. Like some of them are just like, couldn't care less. Mm-hmm. Can't we just get rid of this thing? And then other people are like, no, this is our heritage and it's yeah. meaningful and blah, 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 so yeah. So they're just like anyone else. <laughs> and and <laughs> just like any,
0: any big event in a the family, there's drama. And I guess Harry's coming just for one day out of the three <laughs> days of events. And he's not even sure where he's going to sit. They haven't told him yet.
1: He's probably not even sure where he's going to stay. <laughs> probably not. Yeah. <laughs> So we're talking about the royal family and the royal wedding. I'm desperately looking for the music. Here we go. I found it. It
0: is interesting when.
1: (laughs) It is interesting (laughs) when you start looking at the royal family and just how. okay, it's it's all glamour and glitz, right? And fancy carriages and gowns and all this other stuff but when you peel back all the layers they're just as crazy as your family if not more Mm -hmm. because you add in on top of the usual family drama the pressure of like photographers everywhere all the time and you can say something off the cuff that you just think is a quick little joke and then the next day it's a headline Mm -hmm. you know Prince so and so says blankety blank. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> That's completely out of context, right? right? I mean, just the pressure that those folks feel. I mean, it, it looks great on the outside, but would you ever want no to way. be like a royal?
0: Never. Ain't no way. You'd feel way. so trapped. Exactly. You can't just like go to the grocery store. Right. for a trail run. Or. For
1: the most part, trapped, unless you married into it, trapped into a life you didn't ask for. Right? Mm-hmm. So, you were just born into it. Yeah. Here you go. This is what you're going to do for the rest of your life.
0: You've probably heard me say before that I'm pop culturally challenged. I don't know how it happened. I mean, I'm, I li- I'm part of society, but I don't know what it is I missed out on a lot when I was a kid. I think I was listening to my Christian CDs and going to my Christian school. And we were at church on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. What I an awful childhood. Somehow, yeah, it was a great childhood, actually. But I missed out on a lot of pop cultural uh, things. And so Kevin loves to tease me. Well, the other night we were emceeing a charitable event. And the theme was rock and roll. And so you just picked your decade. Whatever decade you wanted, Kevin did an epic John Lennon, he looked great. He had the New York t shirt and the jacket. The and glasses. The, the glasses. That, he yeah. had the, the glasses I found over from the dollar store. I mean, he pulled it off. I did the 80s and it was kind of like an 80s rocker chick and had to Google like how in the world do I do this makeup? And I had to go buy <laughs> new makeup at Target. Um, but anyway, we were walking around and like um just trying to meet people and stuff and I saw this guy and I saw these really cool glasses and this very distinct what I thought was a wig. And I was like, Elton, Elton, oh my goodness, it's Elton. Can I get your my picture with you, Elton? <laughs> and Kev took my cell phone for me and took the picture. And I was standing next to him and he said something like, I forget if it was like, I'm Jerry, by the way. I'm like, oh, it's so nice to meet you, I'm Taylor. And we're walking away and Kevin goes, um... That guy was not dressed like Elton John. No. He was dressed like Metallica. Yes. <laughs> I had no idea.
1: That man walked away His thinking
0: like, what about, what about me
1: <laughs> made her think I was Elton John? <laughs> His wife had to reassure him the whole oh. way home. No, no, honey. <laughs> You're my man.
0: Oh, it was so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but at least you guys can get a good laugh at my expense, right? <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> he was so obviously not Elton John. But I
0: just saw the glasses and the hair. And, and it there looked was, like, now i got to Google. There was no reeling Metallica. it back in
1: because you yelled from, like, across the Elton!
0: room. Elton! 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 Pointed at him.
1: Elton! You are Elton John. Can I
0: please get my picture with you? <laughs>
1: <gasps>
0: oh. Okay, imagine the feeling knowing you need a 1 in 22 million kidney donor match. Coming up, wait till you hear who found it. This is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. Goodness. Man, it's almost too hard to put yourself in Lucy's shoes. She needed a kidney and it was a 1 in 22 million match. The stats seemed so impossible, she had prepared herself emotionally that she only had a couple years to live. She dreamed of a beach getaway, but she couldn't be that far from the dialysis center, so she and her boyfriend took her dogs to the local beach in England, where she lives, for the day. Well, her Doberman, Indy, kept going over to this woman named Katie, who had a camper and was sitting there knitting They kind of became friends and ended up having a barbecue together on the beach, and Lucy revealed she was waiting for a kidney donor. Well, Katie revealed, I just put my name on a kidney donor list. They traded phone numbers, and Lucy didn't think anything would come of it, but believe it or not, Katie was a match, all thanks to their Doberman Indy going over to this woman and saying, hey, be my friend. Lucy praiser story reminds people not to give up hope
1: Wow what a awesome? chance okay it happened on the beach and I think of all those guys you see at the beach with their little metal detectors mm-hmm. trying to find hidden treasure you know buried in the sand yeah she did it with no metal detector no other thing. just it's her dog just a dog nose <laughs> sniffing out
0: hey this smells like a match
1: <laughs> <laughs> probably tis the season for college graduations do you have any college graduates that you know or love what are you thinking of getting them? As a graduation present. Let's talk about that next. So, tis the season for graduations. High school and college. And uh, we've got some uh, some folks we know are graduating from college. And my wife and I have been talking about uh, what would be a good gift. And we've decided cash, which by the way, they say that is the best present you can give to a college graduate.
0: Oh, good, because I just mailed a graduation card with a check inside today. Okay. So, yeah. yeah,
1: they're saying I don't know if today's college graduates will know what a check is. <laughs> you might have to They'll explain it, it to out. them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can you just Venmo me? Um So, anyhow, uh, they're saying cash is the the appropriate gift. How much do you give? Counts <laughs> counts on uh, two things. Uh, number one, your relationship with them. How close are you with them? And I, I thought about that and. Today's day and age though, it seems like everybody goes zero to sixty in relationships like that. I mean, people will claim that car dealers are like family. So with those with the lines so blurred, how do you know how close you are really what with did this it person say? or how, not?
0: What did it say about it didn't. This is just oh, me speculating. Oh, I'm like, it. that's a
1: that's a moving line yeah. for a lot of people.
0: You should have heard Glenn and I talking about how much the check should be. We're like, I don't know, is that enough? It's his employee's daughter mm. who's graduating from college.
1: Yeah. That's right. Magna
0: rough. cum laude. Because
1: you don't want to be the cheap boss, mm-hmm. but you also want to keep it in perspective. Well, and they have
0: four other daughters, and I can't remember how much I wrote for them. Mm. <laughs> so it's like,
1: <laughs> we look this
0: up or just guess.
1: Did you, did you take into account inflation? <laughs> <laughs> we tried to,
0: yeah.
1: Well, say, this. this article I found said, generally speaking... 25 to $100 is a oh, is good. an appropriate college graduation gift for someone and it depends on closeness and, of course, you know, your own financial. I'm glad
0: I'm so relieved to hear that because we did a hundred and we looked at each other and we're like, is that no big deal to a young adult nowadays? Like, man, they only gave me a hundred bucks because to us it's a big deal. We felt like it was generous, but
1: they get a hundred dollars like, well, I can go to brunch.
0: Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we were worried about.
1: (laughs) So I'm wondering, are you dealing with the same thing in your family right now? Or maybe you have some loved ones or some friends, some close friends who have a college graduation coming up and you're like, what, what is the appropriate amount? Or maybe you're giving something else other than cash. What are, you, what are you doing for those loved ones that are graduating college or high school? We'd love to hear from you. Julie, we're talking about graduations and gifts for high school and college graduates. Do you, do you have someone in your family uh, that's graduating?
0: Um, my daughter's Both graduated from college several years ago, and I have two things. One thing, I gave them each a just ridiculously nice handbag because they were going out into the real world. Uh And so they got a Uh very, very expensive nice handbag. But when they graduated from high school for their friends, what I did for the girls is I would give them really nice and cute picture frames from, like, Hobby Lobby. Oh, cute. And then... For the boys, I would get gift cards to restaurants and wherever they were going to college. Oh, that's a really good gift, especially if the cafeteria Um, food's not so great. Yeah. (laughs) Julie, I gave my niece the gift that keeps on giving. Laura, she's a freshman in college. I gave her a Keurig for her dorm room. So if she stays awake, studies, gets good grades, I'm taking the credit. Why do people take selfies anyway? Taking selfies isn't merely an act of vanity. But a way to capture a special event, according to new research from Ohio State, the more significant the event, the more likely we are to take a photo with ourselves in it instead of just a photo of what's happening. Now, what's fascinating in the research, they asked people to rank the selfies they had posted. And if it was a special moment, they were way more likely to give the photo a high rank than Mm. a picture of themselves in everyday normal activities. Mm.
1: That's interesting. I, I think it is. Uh, I have the spiritual gift to taking selfies.
0: Don't you post one every day?
1: No, no. But I, I mean thought like you did, when like on come Twitter. Up, when people come up to us at a, at events, and they'll be like, can we get a picture? And I'll go like, oh, here, I, I can take really good selfies. And I, I think I have abnormally long arms yes, or something.
0: They always turn out so much better.
1: Yeah, I so. take
0: terrible selfies.
1: The Lord has gifted us all differently.
0: <laughs> and by the way, I always thought if there's more than one person in the photo, mm-hmm. it's called an ussy, not mm-hmm. a selfie. Okay. A selfie means it's only you.
1: Well, I feel better about that then. I have the spiritual gift of usies <laughs> <laughs> And I've learned how to take them uh, on my bike, too, while going at a very high rate of speed. So that's a, that's a spiritual gift as well.
0: Have you ever said this to your family? I just need five minutes of peace and quiet coming up. Make that 15 and you're on to something. Have you ever said this to your family? I just need five minutes of peace and quiet. Well, make that 15 and you're on to something. Just 15 minutes of solitude can work wonders on your mood and your mind, according to new research. In our society full of energy, excitement, and social media, we can often mistake solitude for loneliness. A moment all to yourself is super healthy when you're overwhelmed. After just 15 minutes, anxiety stops. And the one challenge, we spend so much time with others and engaged, it takes a while for people to relearn how to sit still with their thoughts. And it made me think about how Jesus was really good at that. He even said, like, when he was desperate enough, he's like, put me in the boat, push me off from the shore. I'm alone now, at least, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> away from the shore, because he needed a mm-hmm. minute to himself, too.
1: I think it's funny, though. Moms can't get five, so make it 15. <laughs> it's like, maybe they should start in the middle with 10. Right? There you go. Right, start, and, Compromise. And, and build, yeah, build up to the to the 15. So we're talking about uh, moms wanting just five minutes to themselves. They're saying, get 15 and that's the trick. That's it's how you can restore your sanity. Yeah. Um, I don't know a mom that can do that, and I've had a front row seat of the best mom in the world for for over thirty years now, and she keeps moming hard. I'll tell you what Tracy's up to next. So we're talking about moms and how y'all just can't get five minutes peace um, because you're moming, right, and that that's a big job. I've watched my wife do that with our four kids. Like a champ. And it doesn't end. Our kids are all young adults now, including uh, one of my kids uh, has become a pretty successful early on account executive with an advertising company. I mean, she's just like killing it. That's um, awesome. Doing great. And she uh, she decided with her, her quick success, she would treat herself and she needed a new car. So she got herself a cute little sporty convertible and she could not wait to show it to us. So she drove it to our house. She lives a couple hours away in another city. Drove it to our house. I said, "Oh, take take me for a ride." The you know morning we woke up and she said, "She said okay." And I said, "Can we put the top down?" And we put the top down. It got stuck down.
0: No, it are you cannot, serious? It
1: will oh, not man. go back up. <laughs> and we tried everything. We had like three grown men out there trying to manually put the thing up and could not get these. Long story short, we just couldn't do it. Um, so. She's like upset. Uh, nothing ever worked. I just got this new car. It's not working. My wife is like, st- like consoling her and going, Look, here's what we will do. You can take my car. Tracy just got a, a new car. And she goes, Take my car. And I'm like, What? <laughs> <laughs> take my car. We'll pull your car in the garage. She couldn't drive it home because it was going to pour down rain mm. her whole way home. We'll pull it in the garage. I will take it to the local dealer. We will get it fixed. I will drive it to you and get my car and bring it back.
0: Aw, what a great mom. Thanks, mom. You're the best.
1: This uh, the, the whole idea of five minutes, I don't know at what age mom actually gets those five minutes all to herself, um, but it hasn't hit our house yet. <laughs> Even though our kids are all supposedly hashtag adulting, she is still mm-hmm. full on mom mode
0: Man, you're not kidding when it, when moms they just they go over and above for their kids. I was talking to a friend the other day who has a very sick child, like a life-threatening disease, and she spent this mom spent the entire day at the children's hospital because this child needed not one But two, infusions, that's the way the medicine comes out, and you got to just sit there. Mm. And I think because this whole um, health journey has been so emotionally exhausting, she said to me that late night, she goes, I don't know what it is, but I had to crawl in bed and take a short nap when I got home. And I wasn't even the one getting the infusions, Mm. but she thinks the emotional turmoil of watching her child... um, Going through this health journey and constantly being stuck at home and having to be near a bathroom and having to do school online. It just like Mm -hmm. moms, you guys just it takes an emotional toll no matter what your child is up to. Absolutely. Unless they're doing absolutely perfectly, there's an emotional toll that comes with motherhood. So I'd say be nice to yourself, be kind to yourself and take that time for yourself whenever you can take a few minutes to take a bath or get a minute to read a book. Like it's so important because you've got to recharge your batteries so you can be there for your kids. Ever wonder what social media is doing to your brain? Turning it to mush. Pretty yeah, sure. Pretty much. Well, uh, tell you tell you what it does to, to your brain in about a minute, but get this, it ends up affecting your wallet. Social media can be mentally draining and when mentally drained, you're more likely to be influenced by a high number of likes on posts, even to the point of clicking on ads for products you don't need or want. (laughs) This is all according to recent experiments. So next time you may not want to click purchase when you're on what they call cognitive overload Hmm. and just wait until the next morning and see if that item is just as appealing.
1: I was on cognitive overload before they invented social media. <laughs> so, so I'm in deep trouble now.
0: <laughs> Maybe that's why you like to shop so much.
1: Maybe. So they, whoever they are, did a survey to find out what people would be willing to live without. If they had to give up one of these three things, Taylor, the dishwasher, your iPhone, or your washing machine for your clothes. And it was interesting what different generations said about what they could live without. We'll talk about it next. So I always find these uh, surveys they do interesting when they break them down by generation. And you can see what different people value. So they asked, what could you live without? Uh, A dishwasher, iPhone, or your clothes washing machine? Uh, People 30 and over It was about thirty-five percentish said uh, dishwasher or clothes clothes washing. So seventy percent said one of those, and the rest like thirty percent said iPhone.
0: It's funny because if you look at it objectively, the all-time easiest thing to live without it'd be the dishwasher. It's so easy to wash dishes by hand, and we pre-rinse everything. But I can't imagine being without a clothes my clothing. What's it? Clothing clothes washer, washer your washing, washing machine. machine. So washing twenty machine.
1: under twenty years old, or yeah, under twenty years old, seventy five percent said they the iPhone they would keep the iPhone.
0: Seventy five percent for everything: contacting people, calling people, texting people, banking, getting. Into venues? Twenty percent
1: said clothes and then only five percent said dishwasher, which makes me think people under twenty are not having to wash the dishes at
0: home. <laughs> Maybe they eat out all the time. Yeah.
1: I guess. <laughs> so so it is fascinating though, and I thought the more interesting thing was that thirty percent over the age of 30, said iPhone, but I think you nailed it with the whole idea of that you just need it for everything. Yeah. Like you cannot, you can't function at a lot of sporting events nowadays if you go to a venue that's, that's cashless. They do have the opportunity at some of them to buy. You can go and use your debit card and get a card that you can use only at that venue.
0: I told the story on the radio the other day, my husband had a dumb phone, the same dumb flip phone for 11 years. mm mm-hmm. And he finally got a smartphone because he wanted to get into baseball games.
1: Can't get in without it?
0: Got what to show it? it for a parking pass. Got to show it for the venue.
1: What was the, the old commercial? Don't leave home without it. You remember that? Is it your American Express? I can't remember. It was like, don't leave home without it.
0: Oh, I think it was a credit card. Yeah. Uh, yeah. you're right.
1: <laughs> so now it's your phone. Don't leave home without yeah.
0: it. I don't know if you've been paying attention. I have not been paying attention to this show. And so I'm going to be your TV DJ in a minute. <laughs> okay. Um, Pretty much followers of Jesus are taking over American Idol. We'll tell you what's Hmm. going on in just a minute. So if you're like me, there's a lot of TV shows. You just can't keep up with it. So consider me your TV DJ right now. And I'm going to keep you up to date on what's going on with American Idol. Well, it turns out they've narrowed it down. And two of them, at least, that I know of, there may be more, Our followers of Jesus. First, someone we told you about a while ago, Megan Danielle. She's from Douglasville, Georgia. And right there on her Instagram account, she says, I'm a singer-songwriter who wants to share the love of Jesus. Hmm. And on her recent performance, she sang this song by We the Kingdom. It's like sweet. Very so cool. that made, go, she's Megan. the one who, by the way, during her audition, Lauren Daigle surprised her. Hmm. So that's who uh, Megan Danielle is. And then we've been telling you about Haven Madison. Her dad is in um, Building 429, and she got to the top 12 singing this song that Kev, you'll be very impressed with. You should have joined her. (laughs) Little Bon Jovi there. So congratulations to both of those. They're definitely worth watching. Wouldn't it be cool if one of them ended up being the next American American Idol?
1: I hope that story of the two contestants on American Idol uh, that are both followers of Jesus, um, I hope that inspired you today. Not just to clap and cheer for them and go, oh, that's great that they've got that platform. You've got a platform, too. Everyone you run into, and I'm not talking about, you know, sharing John 3.16 with them. I'm talking about sharing the love of Christ that is in you, that light that's in you. Mm-hmm. Every interaction you have, you can leave a little of that behind, no matter if it's like just paying for a energy drink at Quick Trip or having lunch with a friend, whatever it is, and it brings to mind to me that... Uh, I think it was Francis of Assisi said, uh, preach the gospel, always use words when necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. You, you can do that That's just good. by living your life authentically in front of people. They will notice something different about you. They will. They might never even say it, but I guarantee you just living your life authentically as someone who loves God and loves people, you will make that kind of difference. You don't don't need to be on American Idol to make it happen. We're going to cheer them on, of course, but you can do that in your life, too.